You are listening to Jai Long and this is Make Your Break, episode number 106. Hey, so we've got Kate with me right now. I've actually been working with Kate for the last 12 months inside the business map. So I'm really excited that I get to chat with Kate and talk to her about her business and all her entrepreneurial things that she's going on. I know she's got some cool news to share with me as well. So, hey, Kate, how are you? Hi, great. Thanks. How are you? Thank you for having me. You said you were a little bit nervous to get on the podcast. I am a little bit nervous. Yep. I feel like this was not a milestone that I thought I wanted or needed. And then you invited me on here and I was like, oh, that's amazing. And now I'm like really invested in it. So I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm excited. (laughs) I'm so excited to have you here today because I've been working with you for quite a little bit and we've done some mentoring and we've done a bunch of things and it's been really fun and um, exciting to see you grow leaps and bounds and kind of take on that entrepreneurial spirit because uh, for those that don't know, like you're a wedding photographer and then you started a new elopement business last year during lockdown. And then you're kind of spreading and probably leaning more into the entrepreneurial side of things as well as the creativity. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're up to and um, have a yeah, a little bit of an introduction? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Kate. Um, I own a business called Wilderness Weddings Tasmania. It started as me being a wedding photographer and looking for my perfect clients, which I found like I was struggling to find. And it kind of evolved into a much bigger business than photography, which was really amazing. And um, along the way, I found actually my strengths lie far beyond photography, I guess. I've found out that I'm good at business. I'm good at relationships. I'm good at networking. I'm good at starting things and getting them going. And as much as I love the photography and it's amazing, it's grown quite far beyond that, which is really great. And I'm actually now in a position where I'm thinking about bringing on other photographers to help me because, yeah, it's become something bigger, which is amazing. It's kind of cool because you kind of shifted from like a freelancer almost and a solo entrepreneur to an actual business owner. Yeah, definitely. All through winging it and learning along the way um, and having great (laughs) mentorship, definitely. But yeah, it's been amazing that I can share what I'm doing and turn it into a business that actually encompasses lots of other creative people as well. Yeah. And so, hey, you came to me probably full swing COVID 2020 and uh, we started our relationship together with the business map and then doing some mentoring and stuff. And can you tell us a little bit about the new business that you built and the success that it's had as well, the ups and the downs? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I remember watching your first sort of free webinar about the business map. This was when for you, it was also a startup idea. So I watched that free webinar. I was in lockdown in Tasmania. I had a four-month-old baby. I basically didn't know what on earth I was going to do. Um, And I knew from life experience that I needed to like take the blinkers off and get some outside perspective. So that's kind of where I found you. At that point, Wilderness Weddings wasn't 
much of anything apart from an idea. And essentially what it is is a elopement planning and photography business that has offerings and experiences for couples that are looking to do their day differently. It's very focused around nature and sustainability and basically the ideal couple for it are the people who don't want the fluff and don't want the stuff that goes with having a bigger wedding often and they want to just really have an amazing experience. So that's basically what it's grounded in and that experience looks different for different people. We have all different kinds of packages but the core remains the same, yeah. That's so cool. And um, starting something like that during lockdown, like how was that for you? Because you really did pivot quite a lot. I did, yeah. I think actually as much as I started in a place of like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I actually think lockdown and COVID in a lot of ways have been a real opportunity for people to think about doing things differently. So when I was approaching accommodation places or different vendors that I sort of needed their help to create these experiences, people were really open to the idea of doing things differently because basically they'd been forced to. So it's hard to say whether they would have been open previously when things were going great for them, but they were certainly open to ideas when, you know, we were all forced to do a bit of creative thinking. And I saw it in a way it's been helpful because people have been like, yeah, let's try it. Why not? What have we got to lose? It's so cool. It's like, it's really cool to see you pivot and change so quickly, but then also grow your business so quickly. Like you really did have success early on because not many people can build a six-figure business in less than 12 months. And that's literally what you did. And I'd love for you to share with our listeners because we want to get into some practical stuff. We want to talk about like, how did you hit that so quickly? And like, what were a lot of the factors, you know, when it comes to even just like your mindset, when so many people were scaling back, you were, you were taking market share and you're trying new things and you're getting more bold and, and more ambitious. And so I'd love to hear a little bit about like how scary it was and then how I guess your mindset was for, to be able to make that happen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess I had already been thrown into a very new experience of being a mother. So I was already kind of in the period of my life where all the balls were up in the air and I was figuring myself out again. So in a way, my personality is just like, well, you know, I'm already here. I'm already like swimming around trying to figure out what's going on. So if I pick a direction to try, worst case scenario, I'm just going to come back here and I'm quite, it's okay. That's not scary to me. Um, I'd rather try than not try. So I was kind of in that mindset already. And I guess one of the things that I tried to embody through your mindset training and through life experience and meeting people along the way was I just had to put my mind into the fact that I was already doing it. I didn't tiptoe around like, oh, I'm only starting, so maybe you don't want to do this with me. Like I was like, this is my idea. I think it's really great. I think you should get on board with me because it's awesome. So I just had to like step into that role as if I was 
already successful. I was already running this business. I had, I believed in it so hard and it wasn't, there was nothing fake about that, but I just had to remind myself, you know, people want to do this with you because it's such a great idea and you love it. So they love it. Do you think having that, like that confidence in yourself, like it's really helped, um, having that reassurance of like, I can do this. I'm going to make it happen. Yeah, totally. And I really, really believed in the idea. So to tell that idea to other people wasn't scary because I was just speaking from a place of passion and from a place of really believing it. And I was like, yeah, I run this business. And nobody even asked me if I'd booked anyone yet because they were just like, yeah, she owns this business. She's totally got it going on. (laughs) And yeah, I just had to really step in that role. Even sometimes when it was uncomfortable, I think it really made a difference. That's so cool. So do you think that also helped you with investing in the business map and getting some mentoring and coaching and stuff? Like, was that more so your self-believing in yourself more than anything else and understanding that like you're ready to take things to another level? Absolutely. Sometimes I have a, a giggle at how it's kind of an ironic move for me in a way. So I've always been someone who's not too fussed about money. I'm not too fussed about it mm-hmm. coming in. I'm not too fussed about it going out. I'm just, it doesn't, fuss me at all. So to like join a course that was called the six figure business map, like I barely had aspirations to have six figures. I was like, oh yeah, that'd be nice, but whatever. Mm. But the flip side of that was I was really comfortable to let go of the money and pay and invest to do that because I'm comfortable with money flowing out and I'm comfortable with the idea that at some point it'll flow back in And it's just an exchange of knowledge and I absolutely love soaking up other people's knowledge and life experience. So it was a very comfortable investment for me. Yeah, I love that. And I'm always, you know, investing in myself. And I was actually just saying to Lilu this morning that like for me to take my business to another level, I need to start paying for some more coaching and mentoring and courses for my staff as well. So everyone's always sort of leveling up and you know, in whatever they do and whatever they bring to the table. And I think it's so important that we never stop learning and pushing ourselves like that. Yeah, absolutely. I think the day that you think that you can't learn anymore is not a good day. Like I can learn something, <laughs> I can learn something from anybody. <laughs> it's and not a good I, day. <laughs> one of the most <laughs> valuable things I think you can invest in in life is connecting and learning from other people. I think it's amazing. Oh, yeah. Hey, so tell us a little bit about this business. I know that you launched it. Um, we had some mentoring and I was talking about like you need to think about it less as photography and more as like a well-rounded elopement business. So that way you're bringing in more of an experience and, you know, planning and things like that. So how has that all panned out for you? Amazing. It's been amazing. So Tasmania is absolutely booming at the moment, but as most people probably know, it's quite a small place. So yeah, stepping above and beyond straightforward photography or wedding photography packages into full experience packages. I've been able to bring in the most amazing team of vendors. I've attracted income for people, for myself and other people, which has been amazing. So now I have people who are flying the flag of wilderness weddings for me around the state because as well as, you know, pumping up 
my business, it's pumping up their business and it's pretty phenomenal. And actually, like I said before, Mm -hmm. I'm finding that my strengths in this business, in the relationship side of things and the experience creation and um, getting comfortable with the fact now that I am going to be asking other photographers to come on board and I don't feel like that is a threat to me. I don't feel like it's taking anything away from me. I feel like it's absolutely just value adding and getting people. Yeah, just like building more strength, isn't it, for your business? Totally, yeah. So, yeah, set out to do photography and now I and bringing other photographers in is pretty amazing and a pretty quick turnaround, but I'm just riding the ride. Just keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, so um, let's get in. I wanted to do a few different tips for people that are building a six-figure business or they want to build beyond. So for you, like what would be tip number one that's really helped you take your business to another level and to grow as fast as you did? I think what I was just talking about, um, finding ways to attract income beyond your own bank account has been an absolute game changer for me. So the fact that I can incorporate uh, celebrants, videographers, I now have a creative assistant, makeup, hair, Airbnbs, you name it. The fact that I can attract income for them and attract their perfect clients as well. So I've been very intentional in who I've partnered with. I want there to be a values alignment, absolutely. But I'm attracting their perfect clients and they love being a part of it. And I'm also passing on income. So I have people out and about in the community that we're all attracting the same clients and if we sound like the perfect match, if Wilderness Weddings is the perfect match, all of those vendors will say my name straight away. Yes. Yeah, I don't have to find everybody. I have lots of people out there finding our clients for us and it's it's amazing, yeah. So I've got a real team there. So good. Mm. It's almost like you're talking about um, you're creating opportunities beyond yourself. You're creating opportunities for your community. You're creating, yeah, opportunities and, and also like business ideas and, you know, so much for everyone around you. And, you know, this is what I always teach. It's all about like giving, giving, giving. So yes. you're really taking that on and you're giving to your community so much, giving to the people around you, people in your industry. Do you feel like that's, that is really at the core of like how you've really blown up your business? Yeah, I would say that would be the number one thing. I just had, well, it's natural for me to be that way. I guess that's one of my personality strengths is I'm generous. But, yeah, I have no sort of ego about how Wilderness Weddings is just mine and nobody else can touch it and blah, blah, Mm. blah, that it gives to other people and the very happy return in giving to other people is that they give back and together we just go from strength to strength because it's not a a one-person business anymore. It's a 10-person business or more without me actually having any employees. It's, yeah. So awesome. Can we um, hear some practical tips on how we could, in our own businesses, give more opportunities to the people around us? Hmm. So one thing I I thought of when I thought that I would be offering photography just as photography packages was like teaming up with my favourite videographer who he and I work amazingly well together. And I was like, if we know we work well together, we know that 
we have a similar vibe. So anyone who comes to me who wants both, we can do it together. And anyone who comes to him who wants both, we can do it together and we could team up that way. So we have two avenues of clients coming in and it benefits both of us. So that would be a really awesome place to start. Similarly with like a celebrant, if there's um, one celebrant I have in mind in Tasmania who's very spiritual, very um, niched into an area and as a photographer, if I just beautifully aligned with her, like a offering celebrancy in photography with her would be unreal. And then people who are coming for small elopements that want the duo, bam, you've already got two avenues of clients coming in, you work together beautifully and it's an offering. So it doesn't need to be 10 or 20 people. It can just be one other person, it's which so can amazing. really level up. Like, it's just yeah. like a, a huge collaboration really, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. And I think it doesn't take anything away from you. It it just gives you more by giving more to others. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You're you're literally using leverage because it's leveraging of other people's marketing and you're allowing people to leverage of your marketing. And, you know, as we all know, sometimes we're already booked out or there's so much that we can give in our business and so such a wasted opportunity if we're not sharing around like what we actually have. And I think about this all the time. It's like, man, I've got, I can hire people so I can directly give opportunities. But then I also, for my community, I can just give, give, give so much more because my business creates so much because I'm always hustling. I'm always advertising, marketing, and I'm creating my community and then sharing my community with people that are in line with myself and will bring value to my community. Yeah, 100%. And I think what you just said as well, that values alignment is so important. Like if you are attracting the same clients, it just makes sense. You know, you'd, you probably wouldn't want to pair with someone that was a total values disalignment to you. But yeah, when there's a values alignment, it just goes from strength to strength. It's amazing. So good. All right, let's go into number two. Number two, (laughs) one thing that I do and I can probably hear Jai as my mentor being like, oh, you're creating more work for yourself, but it's amazing. I found it really amazing is when I started, I personalized every quote for every single person. So I had my core experiences that I could draw a base on and they had base prices but I would listen to what the couples were saying to me first. I would really nut out what what are you actually saying to me that you want? And then I would build it into a personalized package for them. No, but I've never had anybody say, oh, but I thought it was this price, not that price, because it's just loaded with exactly what they've said to me, just mirrored back mm. to them. And I think it really changed a lot of things for me. Um, and it gave me opportunities that maybe if I just had straight packages that I wouldn't have had. Totally. So an example of that would be, I had someone, my first ever inquiry was somebody who wanted to elope to Flinders Island and they were looking for a celebrant who would fly to Flinders Island. And they actually weren't that interested in photography at all. They were 70 years old and they just, they'd both been married before and they just weren't really interested. And so I was like, yep, great. I can find you a celebrant. I can do that. And hey, I'll come over to Flinders Island with them and I'll take photos of you if you just want to cover my travel costs. And they were like, great, 
cool. And yeah, if I just said, oh, I'm not a celebrant, I don't do that. Sorry. See you later. I would have missed that opportunity entirely. And Mm. in the end, I ended up having two elopements on Flinders Island. So it was amazing. That's so good. And it's funny because you say that like I'm against it, but I'm also, if you know me, I'm all about doing the hard work. And um, like, you know, like from your experience, like you joined the course and then I sent you a book and then a handwritten note. And so many people always say to me like, Jai, dude, you're doing an online course. You don't need to send people books and stuff. (laughs) And for me, I'm like, man, wherever your effort goes is what flourishes. And so if you're trying to build something like your wedding photography business or whatever it is, like the more that you can personalize and put into every client, make them feel as special as they should feel for doing business with you, the more your business is going to flourish. And so I always say the person that outworks anyone else is always the one that wins because they put in those finishing touches, that extra care. And wherever you can, if you can do that, then you will dominate. And I love that you've taken that on. Yeah, absolutely. You're so right. That is absolutely your ethos. And I think what you have done or what you have encouraged out of me is to to have that level of care and to work smarter. So I know that you don't waste your time. You don't lose time down rabbit holes that you don't need to go down. So, mm. and I guess that's where I was but in the, the but beginning then I can, a little bit. I can reinvest that time into doing those yeah. things, you know, exactly like a, like right. a, yeah. a customized <laughs> quote or like sending exactly. out a gift pack to your clients or something because they're the things that's going to get you more referrals. And totally. again, you're just giving, 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 giving. That's right. Yeah. So definitely your work smarter, but, and invest your time in the things that are really going to get you somewhere definitely has applied there. And I think it's really, really been amazing because every time somebody receives one of my quotes, they go, oh my God, that's exactly what I wanted. And she has a package. That's exactly what I wanted. And then they go, great. Yeah. So my, once somebody has a quote, I rarely get a change of mind. Very rare. Yeah. I love that. Is Yeah. You're just giving away the keys to the castle right here. <laughs> okay. So let's get into number three. Number three. Yeah. So this probably comes off the back of what we were just saying about working smarter and, and using your time to do things that are important. I invested in a lot of programs that made my life easier, that maybe I didn't need straight away in reality, but I just invested in them anyway and got off on the right foot so that when I was successful and when things caught like came screaming up to my doorstep, (laughs) I was ready to go. So I had Studio Ninja, I had Google Suite, I had Asana, I had Drift, I had the lot ready to go before I really needed them. And now that I do really need them, they're already implemented. I didn't have to backstep. I didn't have to like scramble trying to learn how to do it or say, oh, I'll do that next month. I'll do that next month. They were good to go. So I guess that comes back a little bit to acting or behaving and acting like you're successful preemptively. Far before it even happens. (laughs) Yeah, exactly right. I was like, you know what? This is going to make my life easy. I know I'm going to get to the point where I need it. So let's just do it now. And I'm so happy that I did. So big tip, invest in things that make your life easier so that when you're spending an hour on a Zoom with a client or you're spending half an hour writing a personalized quote, you can spend that time properly. Yeah. 
I'd love to dive into this a little bit because I preach this all the time. Like if you want a six-figure business, you have to build a six-figure business from day one before you even get money, right? And then you yeah. build into it. So when you're actually busy, you're not trying to catch up with something that's out of your control. Yeah. But if you're the type of person that's like, hey, I can't afford $40 a month to have a client management system or something, and you're doing that to your business, your business is never going to be a six-figure business because it's the same. Your clients won't invest into you. You don't have enough time to put in the time and care into your clients or writing them extra emails or making them a custom quote or sending them a gift or something because you're busy in Google Docs trying to manage your clients, you know? And 100%. so it's so funny because you won't be able to afford these things until you invest into these things because what actually comes first is the systems that you invest in and the things that you invest into your business so you can grow it to create that income. And it comes down to everything. When people tell me, I can't afford to hire a coach or a course or I can't afford to get the programs or I can't afford to do a style shoot or something. And it's like, well, you're never going to be able to afford it, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I think it like I I totally appreciate that there is like a level of privilege and I just want to say like I appreciate that I really do in being able to have $40 a month for a subscription or whatever. But like my husband and I and our four-month-old baby, we're living or still actually living, but at that time we're living in this tiny little unit, tiny little unit that was shared you know, with three other units in our kind of block area, we had this little tiny car that barely fits my six foot four husband in it, but this tiny little car, no petrol costs or minimal petrol costs. We would would get a fruit and vegetable box from the greengrocer once a week. Like I wasn't living a big lifestyle and then Mm. saying, I can't afford to buy a business coach. I was like, doing everything I could to make sure I could afford you as a business coach because I knew I needed that to step out of the rhythm that I was in. And actually now we still live in the tiny unit and we still get the veggie box, but the comfort is knowing that if we need something for our family that we can get it. And that all started from taking the risk and investing in things that we probably couldn't really afford, but look what it's done. It's absolutely changed the game. I mean, hey, you took the risk, but like what people don't realize is like to live easy, you have to make the hard choices and make those hard decisions. And so many of us, we will choose not to, and then we live hard forever. So Mm. I have friends that will, they're like, I can never afford to invest into these things, but they live comfortably, which they feel like they live comfortably, but they could never take a day off, can't go on a holiday, always have them trying to save, always behind the bills. And they live uncomfortable because it's always a stress for them. So it's, really comes down to like, if you want to make some sacrifices and if you want to make those hard decisions, the smaller car, the smaller house, you know, like, and you know my story, like I quit my job to be a full-time wedding photographer. I moved into, sold my car, moved into share housing. I cut all my costs. So then that way I could invest into the things that I knew was a harder decision, but it's going to make my life so easy. Yeah, absolutely. And like, this has been, I'm 30 years old and this has been one year of my life. So I had, yes, I had one I had a hard year, but I've turned it around and it's been one year out of hopefully 90, 95 years. Like totally (laughs) things flow, things come, they go, they change. You just have to like go, well, hopefully next year is better than this year. And if I want it to be, I've got to make it happen. So you got to start today. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) 
It's, it's really interesting too because, you, I mean, you are 30 and you're so young and I think <laughs> too many people are not playing the long game. So if they say, I can't afford something, but they forget that the reason why they can't afford it and where they are is because what they decided a year ago, they couldn't afford it back then, can't afford it now, can't afford it next year. And mm. when you play the long game, you realize like, hey, I can probably take a pay cut and do a few things to make something happen in my life because I'm ready to change it and I don't want to mm. live paycheck check to paycheck and I want to go on a holiday and I want to build a thriving business and create opportunities and have more time. But it really does come down to those decisions and being ready to invest in ourselves and what we believe in. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree with you. And I know I've heard you say it before that, you know, you think about your worst case scenario, if you end up living in your car and you're like, it doesn't ski because you know, it's okay. And mine was kind of the same. I was like, look, I'm already in a small unit. I'm, I already have a crappy little car. I already like have to think about all the groceries that I buy. But look, I've got a loving husband. I've got a baby. I'm okay. So I'm just going to go for it. If it turns back around and I'm yes. here next year and I tried and it didn't work, well, it's I'm okay. I'm good. Do you feel like you are the underdog and you got the underdog mentality? No, I don't like think Like you got so. nothing to lose and everything to gain sort of thing? So the underdog is always like, hey, I've, I don't have that much anyway, so I might as well take it all on. Where if you're competing with someone else where they feel like they've got everything to lose, they take no risks. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, by that definition, yep. totally. Yep. yep. I've had like some pretty awesome life experiences where you know, I was living in Canada. I was making like $8 an hour living in like ski housing. It was absolutely like not not the time to be wealthy or successful, but it was awesome and I loved it. So like Mm. stuff, I value my time. I value my experiences so much more than I value how much money I've got in the bank or what my dining table looks like or what my car looks like. I just, yeah. I also (laughs) think like, and you even said you didn't really care about money and stuff like that. And I think the people that don't really obsess over money or obsess over success get it because they're already happy in themselves and they're ready to experiment, try something else. And I think when you, like being driven by money is is very uninspiring and Mm. it loses its novelty really fast. But when you get a higher purpose and you're building something to like, just see what you're capable of and you're you're working towards your potential, not towards a paycheck. I think you play a different game and it's so much easier for you to accumulate wealth without even realizing it, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I agree. And having this success like would not have fixed a bad marriage. If my marriage had been bad, it it would have probably made it worse actually. (laughs) But like I had the things in my life my core things in my life were great. So to experiment and take risks was just only going to add more to my life, which is a really nice place to be in. Yeah. I love that. Hey, can you give us, I'm going to put you on the spot here, but can you give us a bonus one? So can we get a number four now that we're on a roll? And I know that you've got so many things to share with (laughs) us and the community. Yeah. Let's get a number four. Let's get bonuses. Let's give Let's get bonuses. a bonus. Absolutely. <laughs> You're all about giving. You know this, Jai. <laughs> One of, I think something really practical that is a really easy place to start is I still to this day, a year later, six figures later, have 
a logo from Canva. So I got started just really practically. I used the skills that I had, which was basically none in graphic design. I went into (laughs) Canva, made a logo. I went into Squarespace. I made a website and I just got going. Like I didn't think, oh, I have to rebrand. I have to like have this next level visual experience for my clients. I just got started with what I had and all I needed to do was allow people to find me and allow them to know what I did. That's all I needed to do. Yes. And that's exactly where I started. And in fact, that's the website has grown as offerings have grown. The logo is still the same. I am now asking somebody to redo it for me, but it hasn't held me back in any way. I often see in different, you know, Facebook groups or whatever people saying, oh, I'm, I'm waiting for my my rebrand to come through, it's going to take six months. And so I won't get started until the rebrands come through. And I'm like, no, just do it now. All people need to do is find you. If they can find you and you're passionate, you can do the rest just by speaking, just by writing to them, just by doing all of those giving things, just start. And then when you have the inspiration and the time and the money and all the things later, yeah, rebrand, but don't let it hold you back. Do you think a lot of people hold themselves back because it's low confidence maybe, you know, because what you're saying yeah. is like keeping it super simple, but then a lot of people, we put reasons in our way to not be successful. Like I'll be successful once I get a designer, I'll be successful once I, you know, I get a new website or something and they kind of delay that because they're unsure and they're not feeling confident in what they're doing or if it's the right strategy or whatever totally. it is. Yeah, hundred percent. And I totally get it. It's, um, it helps to validate what you're offering for it to look beautiful and I totally understand that and it has value. It definitely has value. I just don't think it's something that should stop you either. I heard you say Mm. once on one of your podcasts that you didn't think that anyone would remember your logo. If you asked them and they weren't looking at it, you'd be like, what does my logo look like? And most people would be like, "Uh, I'm not really sure. (laughs) I still don't think people know what it looks like. (laughs) (laughs) And that's exactly right. I think you can absolutely convert clients with your warm personality by giving, by being personal, by being client-centric and having a beautiful brand is a bonus, but it's not something to delay you starting. Yeah. And, you know, like it's easy for us to say like business is that easy, just get attention. And then from there, you can just book work, but it really is that easy. And, you know, for those that watched the Jack Short documentary that I did, mm-hmm. I kind of was demonstrating that because the whole point was, you know, and so many people wrote to me, why don't you get on Instagram more? Why don't you try and do SEO and stuff? And it's like, man, all I was trying to do is book work. So all I had to do is go find a client. Like there is nothing in between. I don't need a logo. I don't need anything else, all I need is to get in front of a client and shake their hand and say, hey, I'm ready to work. (laughs) Done. That's it. (laughs) Jack Short, make sure you watch it. It was great. I loved it. I watched it and it was great. I loved how bold you were. Absolutely. Would make just most, walking would up to people. <laughs> make most people cringe, but it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Really great. And that's so it. For the listeners, if you do want to watch it, it's on the homepage of my website, which is just jialong.co, sitting right there so you can watch it. No, totally agree. Couldn't agree more. Hey, Kate, have you got any last um, parting pieces of wisdom you want to share with us or any last words or anything else you want to share with the community whilst you're here on Make Your Break? Good question. 
I think at the end of the day, the very core of what I have done and what other people can do, whether it looks similar to what I do or looks completely different, is know my values, know my ethos, know what's important to me and just give that out to the world. By doing that, I found the perfect crew, I found the perfect vendors, I found the perfect clients and I've just stuck true to those values. Every decision I've made has come back to the values. I'm comfortable experimenting because I know they're grounded in my values Yeah, so I think just make decisions that make you happy and you'll be fine. Um, Make decisions that make sense for your life. Make decisions that make you happy. Make decisions based on giving rather than taking and things will just happen. You'll be surprised. Opportunities will come and keep your eyes out for opportunities. I've had opportunities come now this year And because I've had my eyes open, I've seen them, whereas previously they might have slipped me by. So when people message you, actually listen or research or, yeah, just open your eyes as you're walking around and there's there's things going on. You just need to be, know who you are and get creative, I guess, which I know sounds a bit abstract, but it's just the truth. (laughs) It is just the truth. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. There's so much value in this podcast. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Of course. You are in the business map now and I'm excited I get to work with you. I'm excited that you're staying with us and we're going to be doing so many more things. I know that you want to share with me that you're thinking about a clothing line as well. So just a little sneaky plug. What, what's going on there? You, you're going to give me some news. Yeah. Oh, well, yes. So I have news for Jai. So I know obviously Jai has started (laughs) as a wedding photographer. Now he's in the vegan clothing game. And one of those opportunities I was just talking about um, is I've had the opportunity to take my sustainable entrepreneurship further into a sustainable clothing and lifestyle brand, which is really exciting. And I've just started the handover for that now. So the previous owner hasn't had her chance yet to say her goodbye. So I won't say what it is yet, but it's really exciting. And I feel like now I can confidently kind of call myself a sustainable entrepreneur, which is really exciting because that's kind of a title that I've aspired to for a long time. That's so exciting. I'm so excited to hear all about it everything that you got in the works and um, I'm excited to watch you. So where can we find you if we want to find you on Instagram and can we say hello in your DMs? Like how's that all work? Yeah, I would love that. So my business is called Wilderness Weddings Tasmania at Wilderness Weddings Tas underscore. Yeah, please come and chat. I very much am the same as Jai. I write back to everybody. I'm always having a chat. Come on over If you want to elope in Tasmania, you know where to find me. And um, yeah, feel free to get in touch. Awesome. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jai. See ya.